Sukadaf Yud. How's everybody doing? Today's email comes from Conflicted in Casablanca. Dear Dafab Abbey, Ravelli always says the best gift we can get him is more Talmidim, so I convinced several people to try the 8-minute Daf. Initially, it was going great and they loved it. And then my recruits started sending angry texts that they were falling behind because my guy was only posting videos every few days. It got even worse when the 8-minute Daf shut down for about a month. And my friends blamed me that they were no longer learning Torah. Unfortunately, I had no choice and referred Ravelli's new Talmidim to the Daf review by another Makachir. Now that the 8-minute Daf is back on schedule, should I recruit my friends back to the 8-minute Daf? Or is it likely that the videos will stop again when Ravelli travels to America next week? Your help with this dilemma is greatly appreciated. Sincerely conflicted in Casablanca. So yeah, I am flying to America to attend my son's wedding, Bezer Hashem, on August 1st. Just the idea of the wedding and the Shabbat is going to bring a lot of conflict to my learning. But Bezer Hashem, I'm going to do my most established to get the 8-minute daf. I cannot say that it will definitely happen. I will try my hardest, Ben Azmanim, the wedding, traveling, and everything else. But please bear with me. Don't go to that other Magichir. Sukkah daf yud. Sukkah agabi sukkah. We learned if one sukkah is on top of another sukkah, it's possible. What is considered halachically above? Is it a tefach? Five tefachim? We have a three-way machloikis. According to Rav Huna, it's exactly a tefach. Why? Because we see the concept of tefach works by the oil of a Thomas mace. If you have a dead person below a beam, and there's a full tefach of air, even at the side, above, so that tefach allows the tumah to travel below the beam, and anything below the beam is tummy. But it also keeps the tumah below the beam, it doesn't allow the tumah to break through the beam and make something on top of the beam tummy, so if there's a clean on top of the beam, it's tar. But if there's less than a tefach, then the tumah does not travel below the beam, but it breaks through the beam and makes tumah, creates tumah on top of the beam to clear that's directly above the mace. So too by sukkah, one tefach is enough. Rav Chizda says, no, it's four tefachim, because but when it comes to Hilcha Shabbos, four tefachim is enough of a rishos, it's a sheer chashev to create a rishos. Shmuel says ten tefachim, why? Because just like hechsher sukkah, to make a sukkah kosher you need ten tefachim, so to make a sukkah possible you need ten tefachim. A sukkah underneath a sukkah, and the lower sukkahs, schach, is very strong. It, it can hold people, furniture, the whole thing. According to everybody, the bottom sukkah is puzzle. But if the schach is very weak, it can't hold anything, can't hold people to fall through. So according to everybody, the bottom sukkah is kosher. Where's the machlaikas? The machlaikas is if it holds people, bedoichat, barely can hold them. According to Yehuda, since it's not considered keva, a sturdy house, upward. So it's not a sukkah. According to the Tanakhama, it's considered a, per, a temporary sukkah. And that's considered a sukkah according to the Tanakhama. And therefore, the upper one is a, a temporary sukkah and it passes the lower one. Brand new Mishnah. We know that a sheet is Mechabal Tumah. And therefore, it's possible for schach. But there's a difference. If you put out a sheet, it depends what you put it out for. If you put it there to protect you from leaves falling or from the sun, so you want it as schach, and it's schach puzzle, so puzzles your sukkah. But if you put it, let's say, on top of a bed that has four posts, then it's puzzle because it, you're sleeping underneath the oil. On top of a bed that has two posts, it's kosher in that case. Why? Because there's no oil. There's no tefach. And if you put it up for decorations, 
then it's then it's completely kosher. Why? Because you don't want it for schach, you just want it for decor. There's a similar price that says that if you hung a fruit or sheets for decorations, you're not allowed to use them during sukkahs. But if you made a tnai, and there's only one way you can make a tnai, not a tnai that you can use it during yontem, but you made a tnai that you want to use it, you're not bidal from it. Then you're permitted to use it the entire sukkahs. But you can't bring a rat from this b'raisa that these sheets are hanging on the ceiling because it's possible that these sheets that the b'raisa is talking about are hanging on the wall. The decorations of a sukkah are not part of the schach. In other words, you cannot consider them as part of the schach to make the sukkah less than 20 amas. So if you have decorations hanging into your 20 amas area, don't say, oh, this sukkah is less than 20 amas. And also if your sukkah is exactly 10 tvachim and you have decorations hanging into the 9 tvachim, let's say, it doesn't pass your sukkah. But it does pass your sukkah if it's on the wall. So if you have a sukkah that's 7 by 7 and you have decorations that take up a foot, then it's considered you have a 6 by 6 sukkah and that's possible. The slave of Ravashi, his name was Minyamin, he took a a wet clo- clo- uh, clothing of his, it was wet, and he put on top of the schach to dry out. So Ravashi said, listen, in terms of you using the schach, that's okay, but I don't allow you to put it up there for another reason, because people are going to say, after it's already dry, they'll say, look, you're allowed to use something that's mekabal tumah, begadam or mekabal tumah, you're allowed to use it as schach, and I don't want people to make that mistake. If the decorations are distanced from the schach, for tfachim, if they're within Fort Vachim, the kosher according to everybody. But if they're less than Fort Vachim, they're down Fort Vachim, according to Rav Nachman, the kosher, according to Rav Chizda and Rabbi Baravuna, they're apostle. Nevertheless, we see that they went, Rav Chizda and Rabbi Baravuna, they went to the Beirish Gulusa, and they slept underneath decorations that were distanced from the Schach, Fort Vachim. And they said, the reason is because they're Shluchim Mitzvah, they came to Bibakabu Pnei Rabbim and and they're part from a sukkah, and therefore they didn't say anything. If you're sleeping in a kila, or under a bed. If it's more than 10 tvachim, it's also, but if it's less than 10 tvachim, you're allowed to sleep underneath a bed. And, but if it's something that's kavua, it's permanent, like a kinoif that has four posts, even less than 10 tvachim is also. A sukkah on top of a sukkah that Shmuel said you need more than 10 tvachim, that's because Shmuel said in order to make the sukkah a permanent sukkah, you need 10 tvachim. But in order to create an oil, even less than 10 tvachim creates oil if it's kavua. You know how to read Kriyashma when your head sees your erva. So if a person is unclothed and he's inside a kila, and the kila is less than 10 tvachim, this kila is like his clothing. So all he needs to do is poke his head out of the clothing, out of the kila, and he can read Kriyashma. But if the kila is more than 10 tvachim, then it's considered, the kill is considered a makam chashub. So then his head is nimshach achar gufay. His head goes with his body. And now his head sees his erva. And it's also, it's like a person who's completely naked. And he sticks his head out of a window of his house. And he, and he says, Krishma, that it doesn't work. Have a wonderful day.